Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Also, follow us everywhere on social at DIY Money Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the video on YouTube. We've got some awesome bonus content there. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. What's shaking, Daniel? It's a beautiful holiday season. How was your Thanksgiving? Excellent. Yeah? What'd you we do? We ate really well. Yeah, but you don't eat like a turkey. You're weird and eat we something ate beef. else. Well, beef. we had a turkey. They, What's for dinner? The family makes a turkey because that's the traditional thing to do. Uh-huh. And then uh, our brother-in-law grills amazing steak. And so he uh, made a tenderloin, I think. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. I'm going to go on record. I know a lot of people say this. Mm-hmm. I make the juiciest best thanksgiving turkey out there by far i would put it against anyone what's the secret the secret is about five years ago i stumbled upon a youtube video sweet wonderful georgia lady talking about making the most moist turkey ever the two things that she did which are very simple is she basically douses this turkey in spices inside and out, covers it. Adobo, adobo, yeah, adobo seasoning is Mm. probably the primary one. Not traditional. I mean, adobo, like, you'd look at it and go, oh my gosh, like, wow, that's a lot of adobo. That's number one. Inside out, and I mean, garlic uh, garlic powder, onion powder, shoving onions and... Cayenne pepper, garlic powder. Apples into the cavities and just... You know, all kinds of seasonings and goodness. And then, oven bag. Cooking it in an oven bag, which is a lost art. Used to be pretty standard. Hmm. Not a lot of people do it anymore. When you cook, I don't know, when you cook this thing in an oven bag and all those juices stay together and and it just, oh. Is it still brown? Oh, yeah. In the oven bag? Oh, yeah. How does that work? I don't know, but it still browns. And you get this thing out, and I mean breast pieces which in my personal opinion when i go have turkey at places i hope no other family members are listening to this but i go ah like i'm like give me the dark meat throw on the gravy i want moist turkey i can make every Hmm. every piece of this turkey is moist Mm, 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 mm. i tell you right now i ain't no king but this is fit for one, I'll tell you that, anytime. I shall put the YouTube video up in the DIY tribe. Okay. Because it's that good. Maybe next year Fire. I'll pop over and try it. Need to pop into the tribe, by the way. Every once it's in a, a while. It's time for my annual. It's time for your Happy annual. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yep. We've got a lot of good it's things going on in there. The we got just really good dialogue, really good people. You know, that's that's what I think the challenge with the world is today. You have... You have a lot of good people, and then you get a couple bad apples that are really loud, hmm. and then it just disrupts the whole crowd. And, Wait, so ah. do you want me to come or no? Yeah, you're not a bad apple. You're oh, good okay. people. Good people. Did you spend a considerable more... Uh, you, well, you didn't shop. Did you shop for Thanksgiving? You were a guest. Black Friday? No, 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 no. Just your holiday meal. Like your Thanksgiving Oh, no. So yeah, we didn't. Uh, the family kind of all got I stuff. noticed two things. One, my turkey was about the same price as it was last year. 
I don't spend a lot. That's the other thing. You don't have to buy the ridiculous name brand when you cook it in this succulent manner. Number two, I noticed our Kroger had a ton of turkeys left over. Yeah. Like a ton. You could pick up turkeys right now for 50 cents on the dollar. I think the turkey shortage was propaganda. Yeah, for sure. Nonsense. Okay, let's get into our question because we got a fun one today from Luke. Luke, what do you got? D-I-Y! Hey guys, this is Luke from Pennsylvania. Absolutely love your show. Member of the tribe. Love the conversation. Thanks for all that you do. I have a quick question about NFTs and how it ties to some of the crypto accounts that I have available. Can you explain and expand upon how NFTs are used on the Ethereum network and if NFTs are only used on the Ethereum and also how the price of Ethereum is tied to the popularity of NFTs. I see that NFTs as of late have become pretty popular in digital art and even uh, sports clips. And I can foresee the value of that. I'm just interested to know how, as that market grows, how that could potentially impact the price of Ethereum or other crypto assets. If you could expand upon that, that'd be great. Thanks, guys. Luke's in the tribe. He's in the tribe. Is he a good apple or bad people? I don't know. Maybe he hasn't said much in the tribe. We've got like 2,000 people in the tribe, and we Mm. only really regularly hear from a few dozen. Uh, An interesting ratio. Luke sent this question in around, I want to say, March or April of this year, and I brought it out now because my interest level in all things NFT world, Ethereum, etc., has really risen over the last couple of weeks. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. Now, I am not going to, Luke, be able to pontificate on factual uh, assessments of where Ethereum is going tied to the price of NFT, etc. But I do like the opportunity to share with people my understanding of how this is playing out and how it will play out in the future. And if nothing else, it gives us a frame of reference to sort of be on the lookout for opportunities uh, and therefore maybe capitalize on those opportunities for through investment themes or careers or whatever it may be, or business opportunities, which I think are going to be plentiful in this space. So I find it interesting that you said in your uh, question, you saw the value in NFTs regarding digital art and sports clips, because I do not (laughs) at all. And when it first came out, I think this is one of the challenges most people have, is that when when NFTs, non-fungible tokens, came out and were first and foremost, at least from a popularity standpoint, I'm sure the, the apes or whatever were years ago, and maybe they were the first ones. I don't know what the first NFT was, but... To buy a sports clip or to buy a piece of a JPEG, or I guess most of them are bitmaps, or I don't know what the (laughs) actual thing is, but to have that as an NFT, I struggle to find the value in that. Uh, Because again, I think a lot of art has to do with someone showing it off, having to do with, you know, it being displayed in a home or on loan at the Met and your name is underneath there, and there's great pride in that. So I believe, or a story behind the, the you know, artist or whatever. Now, I could be totally wrong, and I think some NFTs, I mean, the punk 
the punk guys or whatever are probably going to be extremely valuable for a very long time. But I think a majority of NFTs will not be. I kind of fall on Gary Vaynerchuk's side regarding that. However, I finally made the connection with NFTs when I combined the idea of what my middle son spends a majority of his allowance money on and the future of where I think technology is going. So, what does my son spend a majority of his allowance on? Skins in the game of Fortnite. Interesting. A skin in the game of Fortnite is a unique outerwear that your character wears and you are identified by that you purchase in V-Bucks from Fortnite. Does Dollars. it give you an advantage for anything? It's status and status only. That's it. It's not a skin color. It's a lifestyle, Brian. Now, maybe uh, Fortniters out there might be going, you're dumb. It comes with a gun or it comes with a better jumping skill. I don't know. But from my view, it's more about status. It's more about look at me, etc. So let me share with you a couple of things. And again, I promise, Luke, I'm going to get to my thoughts on your question because I think it's fascinating and I see the same parallels as you do. Uh, regarding Ethereum and this new movement in NFTs. But let me tell you where I think things are going and why NFTs are going to be important. So I believe that the World Wide Web and social media as we know it right now is like a 2D format. 2D in that we log onto our computer and we interact with people in primarily text and pictures and that's it. And I believe, like I believe Zuckerberg believes, and other people are moving forward, that we are moving into a 3 and 4D social media world, whereby all of the things that we interact with people now on the web will eventually be done through the metaverse and in some virtual format, to the point where we will have VR, Oculus-type headsets, and you will be able to go into your Decentraland metaverse or whatever you cho choose and interact with people. And that could be as ridiculous as a game or you might attend a concert or a class or a workshop or an event of some other uh, choosing. It literally is vast. Now, what about NFTs in regards to that? Well, your character that you are going to utilize inside of this world will more than likely want to be accessorized, if you will. And in this world, you could be anything or whomever you want. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. And so buying skins or other type of things, accessories, if you will, presents a massive opportunity for businesses to take their consumer goods, turn them into digital assets, and sell them to people who want to use them for advantages or status or whatever. Now, if you think to yourself, who in the world would do that? Anybody who buys something because it's a brand. It's very simple. It's the same concept. If you have a Gucci bag in real life, and you want to be viewed as someone who can afford a Gucci bag, and you're now meeting thousands of strangers in whatever metaverse, you might spend the money on an NFT Gucci bag that you know 
hey, when they see me carrying this Gucci bag, they know I'm going to be worth X number of dollars. I'm very important. Uh, I have many leather-bound books, and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> In addition, all of the things that are a lot being bought and sold are, in essence, NFTs, non-fungible, which means it's non-transferable. You can't just knock it off. So, for example, one of the fastest-growing metaverses are is a, is a location called Decentraland, and you can buy real estate in Decentraland, mm-hmm. and the real estate in Decentraland is an actual NFT that you own, and it is something that is uh, on the blockchain, so it can't be replicated. You own it. It's yours. It's in your wallet, per se. Maybe I'm butchering this, but that's my understanding. Now, getting back to Luke's original question, it does look like, from my viewpoint, that the reason Ethereum is starting to really catch some momentum here, even on days when Bitcoin is down and Ethereum seems to be up, is because it's becoming this mode of transactions Mm -hmm. that's not only buying and selling these uh, NFTs and everything, but it is the network by which a lot of these things are being built upon. So Decentraland is built upon Ethereum. But a lot of NFTs and really anything you see, you'll see one ETH, one Ethereum or two Ethereum, etc. So yes, Luke, I believe that what's happening is the price due to supply and demand and people going, wow, this is everywhere, I'm buying this, is in is increasing because of a lot of popularity regarding NFTs and this whole movement to, uh, you know, kind of technology as a new innovation inside of a 3D or 4D experience. Wow. Mind blown. Mind blown. So it makes sense. So if, uh, if NFTs effectively uh, utilize or capitalize or are built on the resource of Ethereum, then in Ethereum it create or in theory, theory. <laughs> it creates demand there for Ethereum in some sense, or at least uh, liquidity transactions, etc., which then potentially help the price in the future. Absolutely. And again, I there's so many applications of this that mm-hmm. I think. Um, will transpire over time, but I have really wanted to try to get my head around one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when the web started, it was an idea for me, oh, this is interesting. I can book a hotel or book a reservation or get a plane ticket on the web. That was like my little nuanced brain of what I could do on the web. And it made sense to me. Mm-hmm. And therefore, people were like, this is a fad. This isn't going to work. Who cares about the web? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to always now book my hotel reservations on there, etc. Well, I'm viewing this movement as people who will start to embrace this world that they can be anyone they want, anywhere they want, and live in this 3D experience, and I think it's going to be massive. And there's huge amounts of commerce and business available uh, you know, to be had inside of this world. And, and I think it's coming. And I think, ultimately, that will be transacted in Ethereum, convert it to Bitcoin, whatever, and the price probably goes higher. In full disclosure, I own some Ethereum. And, and I continue to kind of subtly buy it over time. I also bought the coin. This is my first... Outside coin purchase. I don't recommend this, but I will be in full disclosure. I bought Mana, yeah. which is the Decentraland token. Mm-hmm. Because my view is this Decentraland is going to be massive. But I could be wrong. 
it might be worthless. Does it have a, a cap on the No, the total that's float? what's interesting. Uh, my understanding, and this is through another party, but my understanding is that every so many years, there's more land created. Mm-hmm. Uh, Does the land create the token? Uh, I don't believe there's more tokens created. I believe okay. that there is just more land created. So maybe that means that the token is uh, scarce and the land is plentiful. I don't know. Maybe I'm completely wrong about that. Hmm. But I viewed it, it's total. I mean, very small investment. Peanuts. But I just view this, um, if you've not yet read, or and I really encourage you to read the book, Ready Player One. I think two stunk, but... Whatever. Wait, Ready, Ready, Ready Player, Player One is a yeah, sequel to yeah, Ready sequel, Player One. Yeah, which I didn't like. But okay. Ready Player One, the book and the movie, I read with my son years ago. It was something he and I did. And it and I went, oh, this is where we're going. <laughs> like, th- I mean, I, my eyes were, were open. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is the direction we're headed. Now it's coming to fruition. It is as clear as day to me that it's coming to fruition. Fascinating stuff. Fascinating. We okay. might have a DIY money location in... One of these metaverses. Cool. Do you want to go get coffee later in the metaverse? <laughs> yes, let's do that. Cheers. Cheers. All right, friends. That was a great question, Luke. I don't know. Just fun to kick around. I, I appreciate your asking. I don't know if we helped you at all. Probably not. But it was a good co- co- uh, topic for conversation. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make wherever you happen to be living in the metaverse or in real verse. Uh, spend less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your questions aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.